Hi, welcome to Hosha's Hawk, language discussion advised. Alright, and we're back for the wide receivers episode. For we're gonna make this one a little bit shorter. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the NFC East and North receivers. And we're back with both Ben and JoJo, and we're gonna start off with the Dallas Cowboys. And their fun receiving situation, probably one of the best in the leagues. Probably the best. Um probably the best in the league. In both leagues. Um a receiving core that contains Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. So, um, uh, I'll start off with uh, JoJo. Where do you have? Where do you think? Who do you think is going to be the best receiver in this receiving core? Well, it's fantasy like, purposes. I, I have Amari Cooper. I actually thought it was going to be Amari Cooper, but I, lot, I have Amari Cooper four spots ahead of C.D. Lamb. I have Amari Cooper at fifteen and C.D. Lamb at nineteen, and then I have and then I have um, Michael Gallup at forty nine. Just because he he's a great receiver, but. He's not going to get as much volume with that with the other two. There. I th- I think all three of these receivers are playable in fantasy. I have Amari Cooper at fifteen. I have C.D. Lamb at twenty-two, and I have uh, Michael Gallup at twenty-seven. Um, I have it a little bit different. Um, I one of the things that I believe in this year is in Dallas Cowboys receiver Amari Cooper, and I'll explain why. In his first three, four weeks of this, his first three weeks of the season, half PPR leagues, he put up 13 points every single week. That's consistency, first of all. Second of all, he had no touchdowns those games. I think Michael Gallup wasn't any different. Saying he's not going to get so many, they're still spreading the ball around. Yeah, so. I mean, but that's with Dak Prescott. So that's a very good representation yeah, of what we're going to We all had a Mark Cooper high. Saying you have really high on that. You guys both have him at, fi- both have him at 15. Yeah. I have him at 6. Okay. I think Amari Cooper is. Easily a wide receiver one with Dak Prescott. And the only thing I'd be worried about is he has been a little bit inconsistent in the past. But I'm, what I see from when he did play with Dak Prescott on that offense to begin, of, to begin last year, that was a, he played really well. I think he'll be good. I don't think he's going to be that good. And, um, and then I forgot to mention, um, C.D. Lamb, I have a little bit lower. I have him at 19, same as you guys. He could break out. Yeah, he can break out. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with him because also the targets are gonna be really spread out. Yeah, especially. That's, that's not low, by the way. Nineteen is very high. And I yeah, yeah that's a wide receiver too. That's yeah. a wide receiver. And too. I think that everyone's on the reading Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's a fine receiver. He did not play well. He played better than Ceedee Lamb last year before Dak got hurt. Well, no, you know was the better receiver. How much you want to bet Michael Gallup was the second best receiver on this Dallas Cowboys squad? Fantasy wise, I Fantasy believe Ceedee had more. No, but I, I, it was Michael Gallup. I don't like arguing with talkers, so. I, he's probably uh, we'll see what I'm not sure about that but T.D. Lamb was a wide receiver too going into like week 5 week 6 he was he was I think all three of these guys are startable I think Michael Gallup could be a flex option T.D. Lamb would be a wide yeah. receiver I have, Michael, wide receiver one. I have Michael Gallup ranked at 50 um, that's probably I mean the good thing about like these receivers like we have Mark Cooper at 15 if you can get Mark Cooper as a 15th receiver taken off the board as your wide receiver that's one, a steal that's a steal because then you're, you're getting two like Two to like three good running backs beforehand, so yeah, he's someone that, to target late, like fourth round. Fourth round, easy target. Fourth, like end of third, late yeah. third, easy. I mean, I would consider early, but I, honestly, I would wait in drafts to see how late I can take him, just because so I can have the better team, obviously. Yeah. But um, but like obviously, I take him like a little earlier because I want to make sure I get him. But um, next one we're going to go into is the Giants receiving core, and it's an upgraded receiving core. It's a lot better than it was last year. Uh, they got Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony over the offseason. And I'll start off. I have Kenny Galladay as my 14th receiver on the board. 
might be a little high. I know injuries took him down last year. Seems, but when very, he was, seems very high. But Okay, but when he was playing, he was consistently putting up 14 points. With Stafford, not Daniel Jones. Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones, Jones, Daniel Jones, Jones was the greatest, had the highest rating deep throws. I know, I, I, yeah, I deep throws according to next-gen stats. Yes. Um, but also, so, I, think, I think the Giants... But this receiving core is... They have, not, this, this offense has more weapons. I was about to say that. The Giants offense is better than the Lions offense was. I think Galladay will obviously still be really good. I have him at 21. That's but I have him a little lower. I have him at 20, so it means yeah. they're like the same age. I think, I think he's, he's, he's a great high. receiver. I think, I think if he's on like a better team with, I think, like a better situation for him, I think he'd be easily in the top 15, like where he was taken last year. But I just think that there's a lot of weapons on that offense. I think he could have a great year. I think it's a great situation for him, and I'll explain why. Because, as you said, according to the next-gen stats, Daniel Jones is the best, was one of the best deep throw deep throwers this past year. Kenny Galladay is a physical receiver who who gets his who gets his points on deep throws. He he would make four catches for like 80 yards and like a touchdown, like in most of his games, or like four catches, 100 yards. That's how he would get his points. So I think Holiday's in a really solid situation. Plus, he does have Saquon Barkley opening him up. So I think Holiday's an easy wide receiver too. I don't think I honestly think Galladay is like a little high at twenty one. I think I'm thinking of like some people below him that I might have above him. But do you guys no, do you think, think you guys do you think you guys rank Tony? No, I rank Tony, but I have I have Shepard at forty four. I have Tony at forty five, just in a case like in a possible breakout situation. I have. I wouldn't draft him as a, as a receiver. You're gonna use him fantasy. Just a bench option. Um. All right, and the next one we're going to is a, a much weaker Eagles receiving core that um, lacks a true one number one receiver. Maybe maybe with the. I mean, we haven't seen Devontae Smith play, but he was a Heisman winner. I'll start. Can I start with this one? Yeah. I have none of them ranked. Really? I no not. Eagles receivers ranked. I don't think that's right. Um, I, have, I have Devontae Smith at 60. Oh, okay. I have Devontae Smith ranked at 41. Um, the problem is he doesn't – his quarterback isn't necessarily the best throwing quarterback in the league. Uh-huh. He's, fo- he's going to focus on the run. His team's going to be a run-focused team. He's going to be a bad team. Devontae Smith was a good prospect, though. I have Devontae Smith at 36. Yeah, that's fine. Wide receiver four. I'd say he's a bench option. Definitely. So, um, but like he could be a wide receiver too. Yeah, maybe he could because like he could, a, he could be a one. There's no one else on that team, but I mean, like it's not. Really I just don't him. see him. I don't, I just don't also, see I don't him believe the Miles Sanders opening him up so well. No, I, I, I'm personally not a biggest Devontae, um, Devontae Smith fan, just because like he's not big enough. Like these these NFL corners are gonna be pushing him around in man coverage. I don't know. Oh, what's called? What about Jalen Rager? Mm, he was no. the first round pick last year. Yeah, uh, I probably have him around sixty. Also, I, I, I haven't seen it. I I ranked two two five receivers. I didn't rank him. I can see Rager having a solid year, possibly. You never know. Yeah, I, I I think Rager might. Rager, we didn't see enough of him. The best receiver they had last year was Travis Fulgham, out of nowhere. So yeah, they literally did not have anyone. So yeah, the Eagles are a tough receiving situation. And the next one to go into is Talker's favorite, Washington. And I'm going to start off with Ben on Terry okay, McLaurin. You guys go first. No, no, no. no, no I'm going to go last, and I want to see your reactions. I, I mean, I, I got a sneak peek into what Talker has to say. Um, I have McLaurin ranked at 13. I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too. Um, I, I don't know how much I believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's shown he's been good when he's had a tandem. But I don't know, like, 
starter. He's always been quite inconsistent. And the thing is, McLaurin did have a bad stretch at the end of the year last year. He didn't play as well as he did. I don't know where the day. touchdowns were last year. He, McLaurin's like a big red zone target. He had four touchdowns the entire year. Well, Alex Smith only threw six touchdowns well, Terry, in eight games. Well, Terry yeah, McLaurin well, will have more touchdowns this year. That's that's a fact. And, he, have, and he gets and he's gonna get a bulk of targets and he's gonna get the receptions. So yes, he could easily be a wide receiver one coming into this year. I have McLaurin at twelve and I have Curtis Samuel at thirty five. I have Curtis Samuel at forty. I have Curtis Samuel at forty five and I have Terry McLaurin as my fifth ranked receiver for a few reasons. One this offense, I think, is going to be a much improved with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They, they, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith started the same amount of games last year. Alex Smith averaged 190 passing yards a game, and um, Ryan Fitzpatrick was 250. So that's a 60-yard difference, a lot. And Ryan Fitzpatrick with 13 touchdowns as opposed to 8. And I just think Terry McLaurin's way too talented. He's to not. He's going to get the targets on that team. He's going to get... Oh, no, the targets are no question. Yeah, exactly. And, and Curtis, I think Curtis Samuel actually helps him because I think that opens him up a lot. All, and Curtis yes. Samuel's a gadget player. He's and, not somebody who's going to exactly. be taking a lot of targets. And Ryan Patrick is a better deep throw a, a better deep throw quarterback than Alex Smith. Alex Smith does not have the arm strength for most of them. But then you're also going to use Samuel in those situations. Samuel's a good... Samuel yeah. basically to do everything. Just yeah. nothing consistent. I think Terry McLaurin will end up finishing... If not top five, uh, top seven. Top seven? I'd say top ten. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. I could easily see him, to sit, I could easily see him finishing top five. I could also see him being very inconsistent this exactly. year. Exactly. I could see that, too. But I have him at 12. He'll be good. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty safe wide receiver, too, in my opinion. You're going to draft him somewhere early, somewhere in the third round. Probably. Remember in the playoffs, he screwed me over last year. He was exactly. Bad. He was pretty inconsistent last year in the playoffs. Well, because of the inconsistent quarterback play. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, the next one we're going to go into is Chicago Bears and their receivers, Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Um, I guess I'll start off with this one. Allen Robinson's a pretty safe receiver. I have him ranked at 12. He's going to be good. His quarterback situation is slightly better than it was last year. But I know, I know, I know some people think that Andy Dalton and Justin, well, Justin Fields may be an upgrade, but we haven't seen Justin Fields in a game yet. And plus, Ohio State quarterbacks, as I said, don't really tend to fare well in this league. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I don't believe in his quarterback so much. The thing is, he's going to get the consistent targets. Um, and another issue I don't, uh, another issue with Robinson is I don't believe in Montgomery opening him up so well. I think Montgomery had a great stretch last year against really bad teams. I don't think running backs really open up receivers so much. I think it's the opposite. Like he's right. Al, um, Al yeah, is a consistent true. top ten receiver. Yeah, every he's gonna get consistent targets, but he would, no, he's not a consistent top ten receiver every year. He's I'm just a consistent top twenty receiver every I'm year. I'm not. I'm not worried about. Last year he ended at like ten, and the year before they ended at like eleven or something like that. Top fifteen. So he's fringe top ten. Yeah, fringe, but fringe, top ten. Like you're thinking of like he's he's top fifteen every year. I think that's a better a better uh, term for him. I'm I'm not worried about Allen Robinson's quarterback play just because I feel like any. Rookie quarterback that we've seen over the last couple of years come into the league, if they have a good receiver right at the start, they're always not terrible. Like, you really can't name that many quarterbacks that had an amazing receiver and that was just terrible. Well, where would you rank Robinson? For, I have Robinson at 11. I think he'll have a great year like yeah, last year. Yeah, I've been ranked at the same, yeah. about the same place. I have him at 9. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not worried about the quarterback play. No, he'll I, get his targets. He'll get yeah. his touchdowns. Yeah, he'll get pretty much the same thing you every year. The thing is, I don't think he could get, like, I don't think he could ever, I don't think he could be in the top five. I can see possibilities for reasons. Top five. 
you're saying Justin Fields could have barring capacity. injuries. I mean, barring like we don't know what's going to happen with injuries. No, I'm saying Justin Fields has like an incredible year. We don't we've never seen the NFL. He has an incredible year. I can see a situation where Allen Robinson is top five receiver. True, but until I I need to see like I I don't I need to see Justin Fields before anything, and I don't know how much I believe in him yet. And the next one we're going to is the Lions and. Um, they have receivers, do they? I don't have anyone ranked. I have, like, first shot of Perriman at, like, 60. Um, uh, I, I don't think I ranked the Lions receivers. They all suck. Perriman um, might have a blow-up game once or twice this year. The only receiver to own on the team is TJ Hawkinson. Only pass catcher. Yeah, only pass catcher. Eh, Swift is also a pass catcher. He's a running back. True, but he can he can catch best. No, that's not what I meant by pass catcher. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so, yeah. That's it for the Lions. Uh, we'll go on to the next team, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and we'll go on to their very solid duo, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And Ben, you may start. I have Justin Jefferson as my 11th ranked um, receiver, and I have Adam Thielen as my 16th. I think that this is when we see a, like a little decreased production by Adam Thielen. He's already, like, what, 33, 34 years old? I think this is when, like... Like, as we saw at the, end, started at the end of the year, Justin Jefferson was getting more targets than him. The targets were... Not sh- just more, a lot more. A lot more. They were shifting more towards Justin Jefferson, but, and I see that trend continuing. And I just... I'm saying the touchdowns, Thielen had, what, 14 touchdowns? Except more, I think. A little more than that. Exactly. Yeah, he had a... T- I'm saying, like, Je- he's going to be fine, but Jefferson will be better. Jefferson will be that wide receiver. 14, more. Right. 14. Um, um, what I'm going to say is the issue with both Jefferson... And Thielen is well. The issue with Thielen is I have Thielen ranked at my twentieth ranked receiver, and I'll explain why. It's because Thielen did put up inconsistent production, and he's most most of his production came in the red zone. Twenty is not crazy. I have I have him at twenty two. I don't think I, he'll be as good as he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when you said six, when you when you're like, oh, I don't think he'll be as good as sixteen. I thought, I thought, you were I thought that was I thought that was, I thought that was actually a little high for what you were gonna say. Um, Thielen is con- but the thing is, he does get consistent red red zone targets. He's a big receiver in the end zone. And Kirk Cousins trusts him. So. And he's very he's well trusted. He but however he's what is he thirty two coming into this year thirty one, he's an older receiver. I expect decreased production plus he is he is gonna have those games where he's gonna put up th- only three or four points. He had like I mean, five of them last year. I'm looking. Yeah, at but stats. even with those five, what was he a top seven receiver? Right, but you just don't want that inconsistency. So much. it's hard. It's hard to win when. You're also, at the end of the year, he was it's very hard. It's hard well, in the playoffs. Jeff- so that's when Jefferson overtook him. Right, yeah. so I think it will happen even more this year. I have Jefferson at eight. I have Jefferson at 10. Um, I think Jefferson's an upcoming receiver. The one thing that does limit him is that the fact that Thielen is going to get the red zone targets mostly. I don't know about that. We'll see maybe this year. But Jefferson could get some more red zone targets. I'm sure he will, but and that's why I have him ranked at 10. But um, until, like, until I see that, I can't really rank him above my other guys. Um, and the next one we're going to – the next one we're – the last one we're going to go into this, for this podcast is Green Bay – and well, they have Devontae Adams. He he is one probably the most talented receiver in the league right now. Um, the only issue is if they don't have Aaron Rodgers this year, it, he could he could end up falling. Um, I don't know where Adams would play with Love. Talker, where do you think he'd end up with Love? I mean, we've never seen Love play, but they are praising him. I think he'll you you still you're still taking him in the first top five. <laughs> I, I think he'll I think he'll, with love he'll still finish the top seven receiver. Top seven. Um, barring injuries. Yeah, of course. Of course, everything's barring injuries. I have Adams ranked at two. I have Adams at two. Talker. I have Adams at three. Interesting. 
Um, so, yeah, none of us have Adams at one just because of Rodgers, probably. Not even that. In running backs and receivers, like, the past, like, four years, besides for Todd Gurley in 17 and 18, there hasn't been a repeated number one at the position two years in a row. That's true. So, I don't know. Um, and the thing is, the thing is with, um, with, with, um, with this, like, you can never, you never know really what's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, I hate, like, to say, oh, just because, like, there's a bad trend for number one receivers each year. You won't draft him as the number one receiver next year. I mean, everyone said the same thing about Michael Thomas last year. Right? I it's true, but yeah, you know, really, you can never predict what's going to happen. Exactly, it's true. Saying after such, and also even if you are taking him and he does have a good year, ends up with a wide receiver one, I think you should hold expectations. He's not going to have his like seventeen touchdown year, like what was it, fifteen hundred yards? Like yeah, he's not going to have that crazy year. year again. He was would, unbelievable last I year. I would not draft Adams in the top six. I think the top six seven is gonna. Honestly, yeah, I wouldn't I be. Six I wouldn't seven. be shocked if the whole first round's running backs. There's so many good running backs, and you don't want to be stuck with. Um, no, the first whole first round won't be running backs. I think. I think the first round should be running. backs. I think the first nine should be running backs. I can see you taking Adams over like Zeke at ten. Also, because there are so many mid range receivers. Yeah. In this yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's like the receiving course very deep. Like back. we were we were talking about how you can get um, Amari Cooper at fifteen. That's yeah. Like a mid level wide receiver two. If he's my wide receiver like one, a third round pick. If he's my wide receiver one, You're I'd gonna, be completely fine with that having two yeah. great running backs and having him. I'm money, you know, if you if Amari Cooper's available in the fourth round, you should take him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If Amari Cooper is available at like picks twenty seven through twenty eight, you should take. There's him. a lot of guys like that. I think will be available in this in the fourth round, in the fifth round that just shouldn't be there, but like have to. Be I had a, I picked right up Amari Cooper in a dynasty league at like in like the fifth round. I thought that was pretty lit. I thought that was pretty like yeah. Room. I don't know. All right, so that's it for this episode. Um, it's this is our shortest episode. But we're trying to cut down the episodes just so like it makes it easier for everyone. And well, we'll see you in the next episode.